Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I don't care. The older people just need to move a little bit faster. The shops are move out of their way. Is it on? Sorry. Welcome, everybody, to the Digger Dads Pure Shy Podcast. I am Ryan. This is episode number four. How are you? How are you, lad? Uh, not too bad, no? Yourself? Yeah, I'm doing good, no? I'm doing quite good. Woke up this morning, Monday morning, and thought, let's do another episode because you're going back to work on Wednesday, aren't you? Yeah. You went joyriding at the weekend, too. I did. I had my first drive in the car for three weeks. Felt good. Didn't kill anyone. Didn't crash into anything. The old reverse park is still there. Yeah, you're quite good now the reverse parking, if you do say so yourself. If you do say so yourself. But anyway, let's talk a little bit more shy. So, if you were going to school, did you go to like an all-boys school or was it like a mixed school? Uh, secondary school was an all-boys school. Secondary school. And um, primary school was mixed. There was young ones in the primary school. And it's funny actually because when we were in sixth class in primary school, you know, I think I was 11 in sixth class because I went into secondary school when I was 12. I was quite young. There was one girl in particular, no, no disrespect to any other girls I ever went to school with. None whatsoever. But just back then, there was one girl in particular all of the lads in sixth class fancied. If you fancied a one, she was the one you fucking fancied. Her first name was Katie, right? That's all you're getting. And she, um, she wasn't from Dangan. She came from England originally, and she just looked like she wasn't from Dangan. She looked different. She sounded different. You know, she had this kind of fair hair, sallow skin. She, she just looked different from all other girls, and all of the lads were into her, to a point where we'd fucking kill each other at lunchtime. If we were playing football, Red Rover, Bulldog, whatever it was, if they thought for any kind of second that Katie was into you on that day or that week or for any period of time, they were going to try and kill you to get you out of the picture, to make room for them. You know, it was, it was a privilege to get talking to Katie. Some would say I was um, honoured to be sat beside her for sixth class, the entire sixth class. There was like a, our tables were like L-shaped. So there was two tables uh, joined in the shape of an L, and Ian was sat on one end, I was sat beside Ian, and then as you turned the corner, Katie was there, and then there was a girl called Tara, and for the whole sixth class, that's how we sat, 
And you do this thing where you just kind of fucking pass around notes, you know, you tear out a strip of paper, all your copy, and you just try and compliment her as much as you can. Jesus Christ, your bobbins are looking mighty good this weather, you know. Now, for those of you that don't know the word bobbins, it's nothing sexual at all. It's literally just uh, what they call hair ties over here. That's all we'd say, you know, nothing sexual. And um, you'd hope to God that she'd compliment you back, you know, you've got a nice smile or, you know. And you'd feel on top of the fucking world, like, you were king of the class. King of the fucking class. It, harmless enough stuff then, you know, you, you, she, she might like you one day and like someone else another day, or like you one week and like someone else another week. On the day where she told you she didn't like you anymore, that she liked uh, Tommy or she liked Ian or whatever, it, you got your first sense of heartbreak. You know, you got your first feeling of, oh, to the point where you'd nearly go home to your mother and say, her ma, I was, I was going out with Katie there right up until lunchtime and she told me she doesn't like me anymore. She likes Tommy. Do I have to fight him now? You know, you'd be fucking sad, like. You'd be sad. But it was all harmless, pure harmless stuff. But that's what it was like in our school uh, in sixth class. Just lads fighting over this one. It was fucking madness. And then going into secondary school was like a big culture shock. And suddenly I have to get up earlier. I have to get on a bus and go all the way into Tullamore. Whereas I used to be able to walk to school. And then as you're going in on the bus, you see all the lads from the town heading into the school, all lads that are fucking near six foot even as well, you know, the older lads, and you suddenly have this fucking fear of not being able to fit in, and, you know, you leave sixth class, and some of your friends go off to Eton Dairy School, some of these are going to Tullamore, I was fucking blessed to have my best friend Tommy in the same classes as me, my whole, my whole school experience, he was in all of my classes, it was fucking great, massive thing, and then we actually, um, got reintroduced to another friend of ours who uh, we had in, uh, before primary school, it was, we call it play school, it's called uh, kindy here or kindergarten, whatever it's called, and uh, his name is Stephen, and we were very, very close, the three of us, in kindergarten or play school, whatever it's called, and then when we met in uh, first year, we all clicked again, and we were the, the three amigos, you know, every lunch break, we'd head down to town, our school was allowed to go down to town, so we'd head down to town, go down to Dunn's for a bit of food, or, you know, we'd walk around, we'd go to the park, We'd always be trying to come up with these fucking ways of making money. You know, the two lads are farmers. I'd work on Tommy's farm there every weekend, you know. So we were just trying to figure out ways of making fucking money. And it was just good times, like, good fucking times. We did an awful thing now to poor Stephen when we were in school. I I hope he doesn't mind me telling this story, but at the time it was fucking hilarious. I I feel bad we did it now. We we were fucking quite sly now. But it was around the time when Bebo was a thing. You know, when I was in school, there was a social media thing called Bebo. And it was similar, kind of similar to that of Facebook, or what Facebook was in the fucking early days. And, you know, you went on there, you added friends, and you'd send each other music videos, like uh, Bass Hunter's latest song, Scooter's latest song. You'd send each other pictures of fucking hash plants with headphones on a skateboard, you know, just stupid stuff. And you, you made friends, and you could send three love a day. So it was like three love hearts you were allowed to send. You could send one to three people, you could send three to the one person. And if you sent three to one person and they sent their three to you every day, it was a sure thing. Those people are probably married now. Absolutely. Stephen was always quite fascinated by the Bebo thing and the fact that I had hundreds of friends on it. And, you know, I was chatting to loads of different people and I was getting phone numbers from it and meeting up with ones from it and stuff when I was 13 and 14. And he'd always say to me, Jesus, lad, any chance you'll give me a phone number? You're chatting to enough of them. Share some of them around, you know. 
And I'd always say, fuck off, like, you know, I've worked hard to get chatting to these ones. Make your own Bebo and do it yourself. And, you know, he's like, oh, I don't know what to say. And I said, I'll start you off, but then you can kind of keep it going. But it never really worked out for him in that sense. So someone came up with the idea. There was three of us involved, but someone had come up with the idea that we'd give him one of the lad's numbers he hasn't got and pretend it's one of these Bebo ones. And photos that I got from a particular one, I would send to your man. And then he would distribute them to Stephen, pretending to be this girl. It, it was awful, awful what we were fucking doing. So um, I says to him, no bother, I'll give you a phone number. So I don't really like this one anymore. She's annoying the shit out of me, you know. <laughs> so um, I, I gave him this number and I called this girl Katie. It just so happened she was called Katie as well. He um, he started texting her, you know, and it, it, it got it got out of hand. It definitely got out of hand and it got to a point where uh, he was talking about wanting to meet up with her and stuff and she was coming up with all sorts of excuses. Um, she'd say, yeah, at the weekend and then when the weekend come, oh, God, I had to make an apple tart with me nanny, you know, just all this sort of stuff. And he was starting to get a little bit agitated with the whole thing. So um, I said to the lads, look, we're going to have to stop this now. And they're like, I'm not fucking telling them. I was like, fuck's sake, I'll have to tell them so. And I remember we were leaving the school to go for lunch one day, heading out Spallin's car park down to Dunstores for a bit of lunch. And Stephen was late coming out. He either went to the toilet or he was late coming out of the classroom, whatever the fuck. But he was coming up the steps to Spallin's car park where we were waiting for him. And he said, she hasn't fucking texted me at all today. I said, she might be busy. And then one of the lads looked at me, kind of said, I thought you were going to fucking tell him. And then as we were walking up Spallin's car park, I said to him, look, lad, I have something to tell you. And he said, what? I said, Katie is not real, lad. He said, what are you on about? I said, that's not Katie. I said, that's Niall. And I, I pointed over at your man. And he just looked at me and just said, you're a fucking prick. And he walked away. He didn't talk to me for weeks. To the point where he made, uh, he came to a whole new friend circle and everything. I felt like shy. Felt pure bad. You know, because me, him and Tommy, we'd... Um, We'd meet every morning, you know, and stand in assembly waiting for each other and, you know, most classes we were in as well, you know, it was fucking tough. You'd be sitting beside him in classes and the whore wouldn't say a word to you. Not a fucking word. And you'd try and say sorry to him and be fucking, and he told his ma as well, you know, and it, 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 we felt fucking awful because we'd often go to his house, you know, for uh, for parties and stuff. His ma, his ma and that trust savage party, you know, and they'd invite us over, myself and Tommy, and we'd be fucking... Drinking cans behind the sheds and stuff, you know, just acting the bollocks. But all of that stopped and I felt pure bad. And then um, one day I just walked up to him and said, look, lad, if you want to fight with me for it, we'll, we'll fight. Like, I, I just want to say I'm sorry. You know, I, I we really didn't mean for it to get out of hand. It was just fucking supposed to be a harmless joke. Stuff got carried away. I hadn't got any control over what was being said on that other end of the fucking phone. Like... <laughs> And eventually then we uh, we kind of got back talking and it was all good. But fuck, I, I thought I'd, I'd lost a, a dear friend then. Fuck, that was an awful thing to do with that poor chap. You were lucky he didn't give you a slap for that. I know. I was fucking expecting it. Did you ever get a slap off anyone in school? I did actually. And uh, one time in particular, I was very good friends with a fella from Dangan. And when I was in primary school, I like to think I had uh, two friend circles. So you had the football and farmer lads. And then you had the town lads. And he was part of the town circle. So he um, he was always cool. You know, I always saw him as cool. You know, he lived in a big house. He had his own tree house. 
you know, he called his mother and father by their first names. Stuff I couldn't get away with. I'd be killed for that. So I thought he was just so fucking cool. Really enjoyed hanging out with him. And then we got into secondary school. He happened to go to the same one as me. And um, there was still a small group of us town lads that were friends. And we'd do this thing in the morning where when we met each other, we'd tap each other on the back of the head to say hello. It was just a harmless way of greeting each other. You know, it was something that went on for ages. And then I remember one morning, start of the day, I was heading up to the locker room to get me books out for the first three classes. And he was standing there talking to someone else. And I didn't want to interrupt his conversation. So I didn't want to talk to him. I just walked up to him and gave him the gentle tap in the back of the head and turned around to go and get me books out of my locker. But I must have hit him a little bit too hard. Or maybe he was just having an off day. Because my locker was situated right at the very bottom. So I had to sit on the bench but stoop down quite low to get me books out of it. And as I did, I felt this almighty slap to the side of the face. He hit me a box as hard as he could in the side of my face. And I turned to the side and just looked up at him and said, What the fuck did you do that for? And he never said anything. So I was just so confused as to what happened. I just kind of turned away and just kept reaching for the books that I was reaching for. And next thing I got another one. And at this stage now, I'm looking at him going, What the fuck's wrong with you, lad? And I went to stand up. Not to fight him, like. I was just getting, getting punched in the side of the head on the ground. I wanted to kind of move out of the way. And as I was standing up, he quickly walked away. Now, he would have killed me if he wanted to. He would have bet the shit out of me. like Bigger lad, older lad. I never wanted to fight him. But um, friends are, were there and they were kind of looking at us going, what the fuck was that for? I said, I don't know. I thought you were friends. I said, so did I. Why the fuck did he hit you then? I said, I don't know. I don't fucking know. And then for ages, there was loads of people just trying to fucking escalate it. You know, trying to, to get us to fight in the car park at lunchtime or trying to get us to fight after school, you know. And none of us wanted to. Neither of us wanted to. It was just, he reacted to something because uh, maybe he was having a shite day and I kind of might have touched him a little bit too hard or he wasn't feeling in the mood to do the slap thing. I don't know. But he reacted and it happened. But then there was loads of lads going, oh, he said he's going to fuck you up at four o'clock and then he was getting told, oh, he said he's going to go to your house and egg your house at fucking five o'clock in the evening you better be outside and you know, just, just starting rumours to try and get us to fight. Because that was the, the cool thing when we were in school was uh, who could fight and watching all the fights and stuff. But we never, we've never spoken since that. Never. And this happened, it would have happened in, God, I want to say, second year or third year in school. And we'd never spoken since. I don't think there's any um, animosity there from either of us. You know, I, I, I don't think if he ever saw me again that he'd... Uh, He'd have a problem with me or he'd walk away from me or he wouldn't talk to me. But we just never got past um, fixing it. You know, it was strange. It was a strange encounter. Probably one of the strangest encounters I've ever had in relation to a friend. Like, But um, it happened and um, I hope he's well. This is a part of the podcast where I ask Ryan five quick fire questions and I expect five quick fire answers. I know I asked them again last week, but I want to do them again this week. Maybe next week you can ask them, okay? Uh, that's all right. I don't mind giving you answers. I'm quite knowledgeable on this stuff. Are you ready? Yep. What type of milk do you put in your cereal? A normal milk. Did you ever believe in Santa Claus? I, I still do. Are dogs people? Uh, some people are dogs. Say something cool. 
Something cool. If there's a spider in your house, do you kill it or set it free? You just set fire to the whole fucking house. Get out of there. Run. Very good, Ryan. When I asked you to say something cool, I didn't ask you to repeat what I said. Or like, hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, all right. Okay. It's a bit fucking late now, lad. So a few people have asked now if you could tell the story about how you got from like Ireland to Australia and how how you had to build yourself up to get to where you are now. So if you don't mind telling that story, I'm going to quickly go off here, make some tea, probably have a shite. So I'll leave you to it. Lad, do you want some tea? Yeah, you don't need to share so much. Do you want some tea? Yes, I said. All right, I'll be back in a few minutes, all right? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Fucking hell. So anyway, I was 19 when I was leaving. And, you know, when I was at home at that age, there was nothing going on. Nothing. Couldn't get a go at that. Reaching out to people all over the fucking place. No one to give you a go. And anyone that would give you a go was paying peanuts. You know, and... I was having to sign on as well at the same time and I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to be that person going into the post office fucking picking up the money and then jumping into a van and going off and doing a day's work as well to try and get by. I didn't want that for my life. So I got offered this job in London and I took it without fucking hesitation. I didn't even think it through. I just fucking took it. And at the time it was a massive culture shock for me because I was I was leaving the mother. You know, I, I was living with a one at the time but I was always fierce close to the mad there, you know, going to her every day and all that kind of stuff. So it, it was um, it was a big deal uh, leaving the mother and stuff. And obviously I was with her one at the time too, so I had to leave her behind. And I went off on my own. And I had 100 euro in my pocket. 50 was to get me there and then 50 was to do me for two weeks until I got fucking paid. Those first fucking two weeks, I tell you, they were the toughest two weeks of my life. I cried so much in those two weeks. Now I, I ran out of tears for a while. I fucking did. But, um... During those periods when, when things was getting tough and, and I was at the lowest, I, I just kept telling myself, if it's this hard now, it, it can't get much harder. Like It has to get easier. Just keep going. You're doing all right. You're not dead. Keep going. So I managed to, to pick myself up a bit, started earning some money and looking after myself and, you know, realizing that working a full-time job and getting paid every week, you know, it's... um. It's going to benefit me. I just needed to stick out those two-week period where I have to work a week in hand and then work another week before I got paid. And things will be good. 
And then I started making uh, friends and stuff through work. You know, I met this fella from fucking Port Arlington. He's originally from Dublin. His name is Roy Nolan. And just pure sound, like, pure fucking sound. Looked after me fierce well over there. Always knew when to reach out to check to see if I was like, all right. You know, and uh, we'd go to the gym together. We'd go to the Weatherspoons pub and have a fucking burger and a pint, you know. And we'd go off to the nightclub there of a fucking Saturday night and come home and sleep in his house and his missus be roaring, shouting at us as we're sitting out in the fucking kitchen singing fucking IRA songs and his child's trying to sleep in the room. And fucking good crack, like, good crack. And he did a fucking mighty good job of keeping me under his wing and making sure I didn't lose me fucking mind. And... Like I said, I was with your one from home at the time and that fizzled out, you know, distance and stuff, arguing and, you know, it wasn't working out. She was wanting to do her thing. I was doing my thing. So we just did what we did and ended it, you know. And then um, I was on my own for a while then, you know, working away and seeing a bit of London and, you know, just getting on with life. And one Friday night, I remember I was on Tinder and I was swiping a bit and watching a bit of telly as well. And I stumbled upon this picture now and I'll tell you, you're one that was in the picture, I thought to myself, isn't she lovely now? She is very nice now. And the only thing that was kind of holding me back a little bit to swipe and write was the fact that there was a Union Jack flag behind her in the picture. And I thought to myself initially, fuck, Tommy's not going to like her. Because Tommy's the type of fellow now who would also, very loudly, with a few drinks in him, sing Rifles of the IRA, you know, Sean's out of Gary Owen. On a fucking London bus. Wouldn't think twice about it. You know, he's just a gas lad with that kind of stuff. So I thought, God, this one is English. Tommy's not going to fucking like her. And I quickly then decided, do you know what? Fuck Tommy. I like the look of this one. So I'm going to swipe right here now. And when I swiped right, she had already swiped right. So for some fucking reason, I'm still unsure today. She looked at my pictures and thought, do you know why? He somewhat tickles me. In the weirdest way. That she must have taught that. Because back then I was quite narrow as well. I'm not the size I was. I wasn't really, really into the gym. You know, I, I wasn't like heavier than I am now. I, I look much better now. I will say that. <laughs> but back then she was still into me. So I thought, fuck, something is wrong here. I must go and meet this woman and just make sure that she is uh, sincere. So um, we did meet up and we got on very, very well. The first time we met and... Um, uh, we spent quite a bit of time together in London, actually. You know, I, I helped her uh, move house. And uh, she said to me that after I helped her move from one place to another, that's when she knew she um, she, she found someone. You know, she, she never really uh, thought of it in that way. Neither did I, to be honest. We both said from the start, this is not going to be anything too serious. Just someone to keep you company on days where you feel alone, you know. And when I helped her move her stuff from one house to another... She said on that day is when she realized that she found someone that she really wanted to um, spend time with. And I, I suppose I was the same. And here we are now in Australia, married with a three-year-old. Because she was doing the whole thing in Europe where Australians will fly to London. And then they'll, uh, they'll work a bit. And then they'll also fly around to other countries from London to try and see as much of Europe as they can in that two-year period before the visa runs out and they have to go home. So her visa was coming towards the end of its fucking uh, expiry. And I said to her, sure, look, like I've spent this much time with you now. We're pretty well an item. Like we've been together for well over a year, like, you know, a year and a half, whatever it was. Why, why don't I just fucking come back with you 
And she said, sure, I thought that was the plan anyway. You know, so we were both on the same page with it and organized the visas and stuff, the visa for me and flew back out here. And here we are. You know, I, I've been through a lot of fucking shit starting out here too. Some bad companies. I've worked with some fucking bad people. People that, um, excuse me, people that really take the fucking piss out of you. To anyone out there that comes out here at the beginning, try and avoid uh, labor hair companies if you can help it. They're a very easy way to get into work. But the companies themselves that are hiring you and the people you're going to work for do not care about you. They treat you like pure shade. And I suffered that for uh, a couple of weeks when I got here just to try and get going. And then I, I worked with some civil mobs who were absolute pricks too. Uh, I, I find if you work for your own out here, it's it's very, very hard. Very hard. If you've got a, a fellow over you that's from home who has made himself fucking who he is in Australia, they, they're quite hard on, on their own. So working with Australians is much easier in a sense. But um, yeah, it, it just took me that fucking initial jump to go, fuck this life in Ireland. I'm getting nowhere with this. I need to think about me now. Fair enough. My ma is there. My brothers, my sister are there. They've all got kids, you know. Relatives are there. There was a, there was a missus there at the time. But none of this stuff is going to change my life. I have to get up and do something. And whoever's with me, as I do, is with me. And whoever's not, I, I'll see when I see. And that's what I did. And it's fucking absolutely opened up my eyes massively. If you were to speak to me back then, I know it's 10 years nearly. But even my mindset now, if you were to speak to me back then as a 19-year-old, I was so negative. Everything was a fucking problem. Everything was an issue. Why can't I have this? Why can't I have that? The reason I couldn't have it is because I wouldn't fucking go and grab it. And it took me to get up and go and grab it to realize, do you know what? I can fucking do anything I want. And I am. I fucking am. And there's a lot of people out there that are always reaching out wondering, um, is it worth going to Australia? You know, I want to go, but I'm so nervous. It's so far, you know. It, it is a big fucking, it is a big ask. And I didn't just go from Ireland to Australia. So I can't, I can't speak uh Certainly on how you're going to feel moving from fucking Ireland all the way to Australia. It's going to be different for you. I can ease myself over to London and then move down. But you are going to experience that homesickness. You know, you are going to know straight away that you are a long way from fucking home. Like You're a long way from your ma, a long way from your, your friends, your family, whoever it is that's there. And it may not be for you either. You know, some people come out here and they fucking can't stand it. They can't stand the heat. They can't stand the people. They can't stand the lifestyle. They they think that it's so fucking expensive because they just haven't really started working yet. And they quickly get on a plane and fuck off home. And that's fine. It's not going to be for everyone. I am in no way painting this picture of Australia that everyone that comes here is going to absolutely love it. Because you may not. I am just painting the picture on social media that I do how Australia benefits me. And how it is that I am going to spend the rest of my days here. I'll never live in Ireland again. Never. And um, I'll definitely be home for visits and stuff as often as I can. It's obviously not going to be as often as I'd like, but as often as I can. And, you know, I do miss it. I do miss home. I do miss me, me friends and me family and certain things. But this is this is where I'm at now and this is where I'm going to stay, regardless of uh, relationships and stuff. You know, I have got a child that um, I, I do need to spend my time with. But, you know, even if I wasn't in a relationship... 
this would be where I want to be because I'm just happier here. This is this is just a much better place in the world for me and I love it. So I thought I'd do something a little bit different towards the end of the podcast. I'm going to start reading now some messages that I get from people. Now these are all lovely messages so these people are all going to get a follow off me after I've read the message. So this first one is from a fella called Stephen. It says, hi there, how are you? I just wanted to say, I absolutely love your content on TikTok and your podcast was just unreal lad. Well done. I have been struggling with my own mental health recently and every day I see your videos and you being so honest, it makes it that little bit more easier. Keep being you. Well, Stephen, you are getting a follow for that, my friend, and I hope you're doing good. Thank you. The next one is from a man called Dermot, and he owns Hilltech Hydraulics. And he said, keep up the good work with your podcasts and all your content. I am a self-employed contractor watching your videos. They carry me through some days and the podcasts are brilliant. Dermot Hill, thank you very much. Please go over to Dermot Hill on Instagram. His website is www.hilltechhydraulics.ie. He will fix all of your hydraulic leaks, lads. Dermot, you're a gas man. I'm giving you a follow for that. I have another one here, lad. I think you should read it. This one is probably for you. All right. Hi, Shane. I am a fellow Irish lad. I've been watching you on TikTok, and when you posted that song about mental health, it really struck with me. I've been struggling with mental health for the past three to four years, and now when I'm on the brink of trying to end it, I look up the Digger Dad on TikTok. You are a national treasure, and I doubt I'm the only one here that thinks that. I am currently looking to go to Australia to live my world with my other half, and I hope to meet you there for a few creamy pints. It would make my day and year if you could reply, but I understand if you are too busy. Paul. Paul, do you know what, lad? That is a lovely message now. I'm going to reply to your message, and I'm going to follow you, and should you ever come out to Australia, I am in Brisbane, and lad, look, I'll be happy to meet up with you. The thing about these Instagram messages, I try and get to them all, but there's just so many of them. And I don't even get notifications anymore. I get that many. So I actually have to go in and look into the requested messages to try and find new messages that I've gotten. There's just so many here. I'm going to try and read another one. There's one more now that I want to read out loud. It's from a fella called Shane as well. Now, we're not going to give away all the last names because we're not sure if these people want us to name them. But this fella's name is Shane and it says... Well, lad, hope all is well. Just want to say your song about being down and your humour in general is really helping me. I was injured badly at work before Christmas and I'm lucky to be here today. And your song makes me appreciate everything that I have because of how close it came to the show being over for me. You are a legend, bud. Eh, no, Shane. You are a fucking legend, lad. I hope the injury is coming on, all right? And we will sit down now and we will reply to all of these very class messages that we've just stumbled upon. Because Instagram doesn't send us notifications anymore. And we get so many comments and messages through the TikTok and through Instagram. And it, it, it we sometimes just forget to check the message request. So if anyone has messages out there and is waiting for a reply, I'm very sorry. Trying my very best. But yeah, lads, it, it's absolutely overwhelming the, the support I get and the reach out of people that'll personally reach out to me every day. And even, I've seen it even a few times now I'm looking, people will message me three or four times 
uh, different messages just telling me that the, the video they watched the other day is great. It really helped them. And the video they watched last week was great. And I'm really sorry I haven't gotten back to some of you people. I've just so much time needs to go into personally replying to all these messages. So um, please, please bear with me. I, I will do my very best to get back to as many of you as I can. And please feel free to, to message me if you have any shout outs or you just want me to tell any fucking stories you have, funny or unfunny. You can be anonymous or whatever, but, you know, it, it's just absolutely insane, the amount of support I'm getting. And all I do is talk a little bit of shite on TikTok and tell a little bit of home throats and just give a little bit of experience based on what I've learned in life. But to know that I can have that kind of effect on people, it's just, it's a powerful feeling. It's a powerful feeling and it's something that I am grateful for. I wouldn't have what I have now in relation to this, you know, the the social media thing and the podcast and stuff without all of these people reaching out to me and letting me know that what I'm doing is good. So I do owe you people at least the message back and I do wish to see some of you people in the flesh. Absolutely. So we're we're going to end it there now, lads, because I've got some stuff I want to do today. So, uh, Ryan, have you got anything else you want to add there now? I just want to say to anyone out there that is feeling very low, we have seen a message now where people are saying that they're on the verge of quitting. And please, don't quit. Don't give up. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to to have a little bit of a, a heavy feeling. It's not going to be forever, my friend. You know, and... You may not have met the people that you were going to benefit most in life just yet. Remember that. You could turn the corner tomorrow and your whole life could change for the better. You saw what happened to Shane. He went off to England and he met a hot Australian one. And now he's laughing. He was in a shy place. But meeting her changed his life. You never know what's coming. Please, don't throw in the towel. Just talk about stuff. It's okay to talk. And I also want to say, shout out to the Irish rugby team. They're going to win a Grand Slam. Yes. All right, lads, we're going to leave it there. Thanks very much for listening, and I hope you're all doing very well. Goodbye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.